broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Welcome back to the movies, and Happy New Year. Wow. How the hell are you? What's happening, Hoops? Well, it's uh, 2024, Mm. a very futuristic-sounding year, I'll say. What do you think of that? I think that we've had the last few years have felt pretty futuristic, and a lot Mm. of the stuff that we thought was going to come true in terms of movies from when we were children... A lot of it has, and just in a shitty way. Like, like Tesla has self-drive. We had it in, we, when we were in Texas last week, we rented uh, a Model Y performance model, full self-drive. Every time Lucy turned on the self-drive, I was terrified. Because mm. the car like randomly slows down and changes lanes, and like it won't hit anybody else, but it's just not a fun way to ride i don't it's we're not there yet in terms of like minority report where you just lay down and close your eyes like you're kind of and you have to have your hands on the wheel they just did an update where if you move your hands it'll stop self-drive if you're off for too long i can't believe those are already out on the road oh yeah those seem like they should definitely still be in the test phase people are just zipping around in those oh yeah there's a lot of them, and they're very, very popular. And uh, they have like partial self-drive, which I prefer. Full self-drive, where it's changing lanes and slowing down and doing everything for you, is, a, in my opinion, a nightmare. Mm. Were there any? Did you hit any movie Texas hotspots? I'm trying to think of Texas stuff in movies. Did you go to like where Anton Chigurh shoots that guy in the head with that cow killing device? Um, no, I don't remember what part. I think that's West Texas anyway. We weren't that far out. All right. Did you wrangle any, uh, fucking, did you go there? That was the, ex- that's the end of your Texas knowledge right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like no country for old men. That's it. And like, what is it? Everything's bigger there. I thought it was kind of cool. I did. We'll talk about it in reviews. I did see, we did see, I should say Iron Claw and Ferrari and Iron Claw is a movie that takes place in Texas, which I thought was cool. That's fun. That's always like a double... That'll mm. make you like it more. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm like in the movie. Speaking of Southern news, did you notice, sadly, one of the Dixie Chicks died in a car accident the other day? Wow. Don't they not go by that anymore? No, Dixie was deemed racist, I guess. So they're just the chicks now. One of the chicks is down? One of the chicks is dead. Fuck. I drove into a tree, y'all. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of my Hank Alter Ego character. Was it Henrietta? Was it Scooter? I think it was Scooter. Is a man, wasn't he? I'm talking now, about. We're not playing my music, but since you're talking about Texas and you're talking about the chicks, I still call them the Dixie Chicks because I am a racist. Classic Hank. And I would say that your alter egos were Scooter, and my sister was Henrietta, and I believe Hank voiced her as well. Mm. And other than that, I wasn't really planning to do Hank, That's but fine. here he is, and one of the Dixie Chicks is dead. May she rest in peace. That was a rootin', tootin', hell of an obit. <laughs> Are you a Dixie Chicks guy? I mean, I'm tapping my toe to this little number. This is a cut. 
I remember them from like Howard. He'd have them on and be like, listen, you guys are crazy. I mean, uh, Natalie Maines, like, do you ever like get pussy farts? Okay. I want all the chicks on the Sibian immediately. Go ahead and come. But yeah, that, uh, like you said a minute ago, us as kids, like imagining, uh, the future of movies. I like to imagine us wide-eyed being like, wow, I hope movies just slowly get worse and worse over the next couple decades to the point where we're even questioning if this is like a viable thing to keep doing, (laughs) just watching movies, not even making them. Not even like watching movies or not doing the podcast, not having a podcast about movies and television, just watching them in general. We bail on the pod and we bail on movies in general. We're just done. It's over. I don't. Movies. I don't hate that idea. Let's do a second podcast and just start from there. Where we're, it's just a hang where we're just talking about our day to day. I'm sure the people would love it. I mean, they would. Um, while we're talking yeah. about worst movies or movies being bad, do you want to do our worst of the year? or Do you want to save that for reviews? I'm fine with doing that now. You want to go? Let's what? go to the 2023 corner, if you will. Do we need like a sweeper of some sort? I don't know. Sounds like, kind of fun. Maybe when I have nothing else, I just go easy top. All right, coming at you. We're going to do the worst movies of 2023. It's New Year's Eve. Everybody get your best gal and get out there and list those movies that you hate. Fucking. All right, I'm here with a fucking bunch of babes. Oh, wow. Fucking worst of the year. Old dads. Fucking sucked. <laughs> Hey, dude, I'm on the worst of the year. You fucking kidding yeah, me, that, dude? Yeah, that actually made my worst of the year as well. It was uh, it was real tough stuff. Yeah, it was it was awful. I was embarrassed uh, for Bill because it was just like, yeah, you can't say anything anymore. But yeah. for two hours, yes. Uh, sixty-five, the Adam Driver time traveling dinosaur movie, unfortunately made my worst of the year. And you hate to see it. I think he's a good actor. That was just an unfortunate mm. film. Cocaine Bear. Really? My worst of the year. I thought that was okay. I thought it was horrible. I think I gave that two out of five. I thought it was a chore to sit through. And it thought it was funny. It was like, fucking, wouldn't it be funny if this bear did cocaine? <laughs> and like, we made a whole movie out of it? From visionary director Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was just such like a misfire. And Expendables 4, which I watched here in your home mm. a couple days ago. I didn't finish it, but I watched enough to get it onto this list. It's horrible. That might bump Old Dads from my list, actually. I think that was worse than Old Dads. The opening scene where, I'm just going to spoil it, where Sylvester Stallone pops in, and you're, and then he's like, Eat. I can't fight because of my back. Eat. And then like Jason Statham beats up a whole bar full of guys with brass knuckles. I was oh, like, this what? is pretty fun. This could be good. And then they leaned into like everything else about the franchise that wasn't working, and it just fell apart at the seams, and it became boring and, like you said, a chore. It seemed like they shot it on that like Star Wars green screen warehouse factory, oh, God. where it's just like they're not in a real place. The whole movie takes place on a boat, and it's just like, are any of them even like in the same location together? It was uh, like pasted together, embarrassing action movie. Yeah, that was a train wreck. The first couple were like at least well made. They had a budget and they were like mm. kind of fun. This one I was like, fuck, this is embarrassing for all involved. I remember the first one felt like a real movie. And yeah. then they just it's a movie that didn't need a sequel, and if they were going to do a sequel, they should have made it better. Like that had the budget of say, you know, what was the bu- the budget was like 200 million dollars, right? It was it was not small. Probably, yeah. And to finish off my worst of the year, 
Oppenheimer. Wow. Sliding onto my Love worst that. of the year. This is not a troll. It bored me to smithereens, let's say. And I can't believe everyone loved it. They didn't, though. They were, it's performative. And I know you don't necessarily agree with me that people are lying and pretending to like stuff all the time. But people often just, they're posturing. Yeah. I just think it's, that would be wild to be like that deep into it just mm-hmm. for a movie. And the rest of my worst of the year, 80 for Brady. <laughs> which This almost made my best of the year, but at the last second I was like, you know what? It was the worst. And also Maestro snuck onto there, <laughs> a recent pick. Uh, I could probably sneak Maestro in too. I just have so many that I hated. I'll I, rifle mine quick. Imagine watching Maestro again, is all I'll say, in conclusion. I cannot, yeah. Un- I myself cannot. Unthinkable task. Bradley Cooper actually spent six years learning how to be a conductor for a movie that will probably win several technical awards and then disappear from existence hey Bradley. forever. Hey, Bradley, that was totally worth it. <laughs> Fucking douchebag. And he's like, I'll do Hangover 4. It's like, yeah, you're realizing you like wasted six years pretending to conduct for a movie that everyone thinks is a joke. And the f- the best Oscar part is ploy. people asking him about doing a hangover sequel on the press tour for, uh, for Maestro. Like he's supposed to be this serious, he wants to be the next Daniel day Lewis. Like those early clips of him in film school, like in the audience at a Robert De Niro speaking event being like, Mr. De Niro, my name is Bradley. I have a few questions. You could tell he's like a student of film. I actually, speaking of Bradley Cooper, I'm a Ooh. fan but I did watch Burnt in its entirety for the second or potentially third time at the hotel because all they had was Netflix. You tell me you were on vacation and you put on the Bradley Cooper chef vehicle Burnt. I did indeed. On and purpose? What I'm realizing, <laughs> aside from the bear, I don't think a movie or a show about a chef has ever worked. And I didn't even really like the bear all that much. I'm sick of it. I think it insists on itself. It is, it's not like the most exciting no. area, especially if you've worked in a restaurant. Every time I'm watching something like that, I just like have immediate PTSD. And I'm just thinking about how much I hated all the restaurants I've worked in. Yeah. And I'm just like, this sucks shit. It's not great. So we're going to go ahead and put Burnt in the honorary bottom of the year just because I watched it in 2023 again. <laughs> okay, here's my list. I'll go quick. Pain Hustlers, that opiates movie that was basically like the Dante's peak of... Um, whatever the good one was that was on Hulu. Everyone listening is going, is that real? That doesn't sound real. It's real. It's the Peter Berg answer to the movie that I always forget the fucking name of um, that was a a successful movie about the Sackler family and OxyContin on Hulu or show or whatever. Mm -hmm. They made the Netflix version. It was a fucking nightmare. It was awful. Uh, I also put in Old Dad's. I said that sci-fi movie that you loved, No One Will Save You. I thought it was boring as fuck. I apologize. Yeah, I don't even want to fight about it. Uh, right. White Men Can't Jump, the sequel Whoa. starring enemy of the show, Jack Harlow. That deserves to be on a bottom of the year list. I forgot about that one. It's really bad. Speaking of bottom of the list, Ooh. I would say Bottoms, the movie that I will admit it's was good. not written for me or you. It's a movie written for like trans Gen Z members and, mm. you know. As much as I actually I was going to mention I do identify as he they now, but even still Bottoms does not make the cut for me. I thought it was fucking awful, and I thought it was one of those movies that's just shoving everything down your throat all at once, no pun intended. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't care for it either. No, it was awful. The Jesse Eisenberg movie Manodrome, I thought it was weird on purpose. I thought it was listless, and (sighs) I didn't think that 
Jesse Eisenberg worked in that role at all. And they were like, he was mm. supposed to be like a guy who got buff and he doesn't look buff. He mm. doesn't look good at all. He looks weird and silly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hate that movie, but I get everything you just said is pretty true. Uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance. I saw that in the theaters with my wife and was humiliated that I asked to go. All the stars that made the first two fun were in it in a Zoom capacity, very COVID-y. It was just not good. Channing Tatum cannot carry a movie like that by himself. When I'm watching a movie and a Zoom scene starts, my body like shuts down and I enter a comatose state that I might never return from. Yeah, like what is this, that Doug Lyman movie with Anne Hathaway (laughs) and uh, Chiwetel? Yes, it's like this is this shouldn't have happened. Yeah, it was, it was just not good. And then I said Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which I think I own. Ooh, ooh, bother. Oh, you didn't like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? <laughs> what's, the, what's the matter? I barely, oh, bother. I could barely even stomach 10 minutes of it, Winnie. I, I My shut it pretty stomach quick. is full of jizz from sucking dick. Oh, it's not honey, it's jizz. Wow. Winnie... I didn't realize you were also into gay sex, (laughs) but now that I know that you are, (laughs) I myself, as Will Smith, am going to try to have sex with Winnie the Pooh. Wow. You tell me that Martin Lawrence just caught Will Smith having sex with Winnie the Pooh on the set of Bad Boys 4? Oh, man. If only Jerry Brockheimer could write me another check, I am all out of lube (laughs) for anal sex. Ha ha! All right, mm. that's it. I'm out of here. Mm. Keep going with your list, Hank. All good. I'm sure I'll be back. Damn, he's chill as hell. He's still cool. He's back. He's still got it. Yeah. As I said before, I'm waiting for his comeback. As I mock him, um, nice. I said the Woody Harrelson movie Champions, which may have been funny in 2002 when we still thought that mocking disabled people was hilarious. Mm. Kind of over that. Not funny, low-hanging fruit, cheap bits. And they did it in a way where like they'd make fun. It's like they wanted to have their cake and eat it too. The Farrelly brothers. It wasn't both of them. I can't remember which one it was. I want to say Peter. No, he's the serious one. It was the one that I've met, Bobby, who is a good guy. I feel bad shitting on his movie. He mm. was very nice when I met him. He had a lot of time for me. He was super cool, humble dude. I love everything he's ever done besides this. That being said, this was so bad. And Mm. Woody Harrelson has been on autopilot for a decade besides True Detective, which actually was a decade ago. And they wanted to, like I said, they wanted to have their cake and eat it too in the sense that like they wanted to make a joke about retarded people and then also be woke about it. Mm. Pick one, pick a lane. Be a nice person who's supportive of people with disabilities or be a fucking shithead who makes fun of them and don't do try to get both in. Yeah, the movie was off. It's like they found a script they wrote in 1993 and they were like, let's just make this yeah. in 2023. It's fine. It's ready to go. Yeah, it's a 20-year-old script that got punched up for 2023, which is a terrible fucking idea. So that was out. And then I said the Chris Evans, uh, Adriana Lima, or whatever the fuck her name is, Ariana Grande. What is her name? Ghosted movie. That movie, Ghosted. Oh, Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas is a re- the, one of the prettiest women in Hollywood. She's shit in everything. I think she can be good. This is just a bad movie that didn't let anybody shine. An Apple Plus original that just came really, really quickly and just bad, and I hated it. That's another one of those movies watching, and I'm like, I don't even think they're there together filming this scene. It's nope. like patched together through, like covid cgi trickery it's uh embarrassing to even call it a movie it's not a movie it's a fake movie 
Mm, doesn't exist. So that's our bottom of the year. Um, appreciate Will Smith showing up for that. He is I a know, bottom, big. as we know. You know, <laughs> got him, got uh-huh. him again. Should I do my top ten real quick? Or yes, actually. Okay. Somehow Scotty actually pulled together a top ten list. I'm very proud of him. I mean, it's a little cobbled together, but Dream Scenario, which we covered last week, that new Nick Cage movie, I thought was a home run. I was going to say, I, I actually watched this on the plane on the way down to Texas. It was unbelievably good. I yeah. thought it was phenomenal. I'm glad I bought it. It's like a piece of work. That's, that's sliding its way into my top 10 as well. Saw X, a franchise high, which you don't often see in a 10th entry in a franchise. I loved it. And speaking of 10th entries, Fast X is also my top 10 of the year, even though it's bad, mm. quite frankly. I just felt bad leaving it out. Uh, Mission Impossible, <laughs> Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Ethan. <laughs> Ethan, we made the list. Ethan, we're on the knock list. Okay, you can get off the train now. Ethan. The turkey boys liked it. Uh, Creed 3 on my list. Oh, come on. What do you think of that? I loved it. Really? What did you love about it? <laughs> <laughs> that like uncomfortable like vignette boxing scene that was like through the eyes of both of them at the same time. I Jonathan mean, Majors just slapping the shit out of his girlfriend offset. Oh, I'm so glad his career's over. It doesn't look good for that him. That mush faced dud. I did like Creed three though. I thought it was a strong uh, directorial effort from friend of the show Michael B. Jordan. When Fruitvale Station came out, that Ryan Coogler movie with with Michael B. from 10 years ago, I thought to myself, this guy is going to be the next Denzel. He's fucking outstanding. He's poised. He's sharp. He's he's believable. He's handsome. And now he, you know, he like latched on to Black Panther and Creed. And I'm not feeling that same way about Michael B. I still mm. like him, and I'm still looking forward to the I Am Legend sequel. Wow. It's going to be real. No, I'm not. I can give it at least 10 minutes before you do it again. Um, okay, keep going. And uh, the, the Killer? Yes. Which we covered. Excellent. And spoiler for our reviews later, Ferrari snuck onto my best really? of the year list. Yeah. Wow. That was real good stuff. I bet I know why. Hmm. That work? Was it the fact I thought Adam Driver was like not necessarily unrecognizable, but he was he did the look really well. We'll talk about it in reviews. I don't want to spoil the I don't know why I hate jumping around like that. But Hannah. Okay. Hannah. And also this was such a weird year and I couldn't remember enough things I saw. I put that you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. <laughs> That's in your top 10? <laughs> Adam Sandler's daughter, Netflix original. I, think, I guess that's in the Turkey Boys Put top 10. Yeah. Even I'm like, that's in your top 10? That's Are you fucking, sure, Hoops? That's fucking crazy. That movie was fucking terrible. That's not in my top 10, and my daughter's made it. Wow. Dabadoo. Okay. Speaking, can we talk about Michael Mann for a second before we move past Ferrari? Yes. His four favorite films of all time, I saw this the other day, are The Battleship Potemkin from like 1926, The Asphalt Jungle, 2001 A Space Odyssey, which actually is good, and Avatar. Ooh. Okay, I'm up. Weirdest list I've ever seen. Avatar. Avatar. I I didn't like the idea of, he's like an old man, I think he's almost 80, him taking an Avatar 2 being like the movies. Mm. I get it. It's fucking Mm. dope. And just a couple... Oh, you have more. Sorry. I was, well, no. I was hearing the paper on the mic. 
just as a uh, asterisk for all this, the movies I haven't seen yet that I want to that are getting a bunch of awards: Iron Claw, loved it; Poor Things, Bookid, Aquaman Two. Gotta Aquaman 2 in. is winning a bunch of awards. <laughs> well, like Razzies. People are talking about it. Razzies. They're talking about how big of a bomb it was. Yeah. There's, you know, it's got a lot of buzz. Nice. T- uh, the, the best thing I've heard anyone say about it is that it actually looked like it cost a quarter of a billion dollars. That's it. It looked like it cost a lot of money. And Anatomy of a Fall, that's like a classy picture that people say That looks great. good, yeah. I want to watch that. I need these screeners to come out. Like, Who's in that again? Like Lily Sobieski and Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> what am I doing here? And we also we gotta hey. see that Sydney Sweeney movie, Anyone But You. That's when I look one. at Sydney Sweeney, my eyes go they go forward so I can see her tits at the same time. Forrest, you rascal. Because I have fucked up eyes. <laughs> yes, you don't get it? Oh, I got it, Forrest. It was pretty on the nose. It was. Unlike my eyes when I try to look at it. It was unmissable. I'm surprised I haven't heard if Sydney Sweeney shows her boobs in this movie or not yet. How much would you pay to put your dick between her boobs? Like a couple hundred fucking, bucks? Fucking, I wouldn't pay for that shit. Oh, you'd just get it on your own? Yeah, because she's my fucking main squeeze. Wow. Fucking, That's sick. Yeah, fucking shit. Um, okay. No, but doesn't that seem like that would be the takeaway from that movie? Her getting naked? Yeah. Yeah, that I don't see why like, she doesn't just get naked in everything. She kind of does. That's kind of why she's. I you saw know, a video of her being interviewed about that TikTok trend where they ask, like, women asking their boyfriends, if, "Do you need the list still?" I'm just looking. At it. it's okay, fine. yeah, it's just that the sound, um, where women are asking their boyfriends name a woman, and the first woman that comes to mind for a lot of guys is Sydney Sweeney, and then the women are getting angry because she's prettier than they are. So like they, I saw a guy interviewing her about that, and she was just like, "Ha ha, whoops!" Oh my god! I have said this several times that I think she's gonna have a hell of a couple of years and then disappear into obscurity. The minute that like, like she, I don't know who, uh, what's her, what's the girl from Mean Girls who kind of looks like her that played uh, Amanda Seyfried? Yes. Amanda Seyfried was a similar example of a woman who was kind of busty with a pretty face, blonde hair, and like in a, a weird approachability to her. Mm. And I'm interesting that she's having somewhat of a second act getting serious roles as women who aren't known for being attractive, like Elizabeth Holmes. But I'm wondering what Sydney Sweeney's pivot is going to be when there's a new It Girl. Mm. I think she's going to win an Oscar in no time. Probably for Madam Web, the next movie where she plays some sort of a spider woman. She's in Madam Web as like the villain. Maybe. Who's in? Is she's the main in that main character in that? And then it's uh, Florence Pugh. Is she the Maybe? titular Madam Web? <laughs> no, I, I actually think that's Dakota Johnson. The movie's like Babe City, and will probably be a masterpiece. But time will tell. I. I feel like superhero movies, we've said this time and time again, are just going right down the tubes, and that it's makes over. me really happy. Aquaman 2 is making like even less than the Marvels made, which was like a record-breaking yeah. low. <laughs> it's like superhero movies, it's done. Yeah, it opened worse, and it it's it's overall performing worse. And, and the Marvels cost, I think, a little bit more. It's funny, I'm all the sure. ones that are in production now that are probably panicking... They're probably on the set of Venom 3. Like, what the fuck are we doing? No one's going to see this thing. Like, God damn it. Fuck. We, you didn't really like Venom 2. 
I did not. No. That was a bad sequel. I wanted to love it, like, a lot. Yeah, same. And I kind of couldn't. I, looking back at it, at least. It's not great. Uh, in Aaron Carter news, his sister Ooh. dropped dead, uh, Bobby Carter. She's dead at 41 from a wow. drug overdose. So the Carters have had a tough couple of months. The Carters... Who's next? Is Nick Carter of, the, of Backstreet Boys fame going to be dead next? I mean, how many more do they have left? I think he's the last one. There might be one. There might be four of them. Two are dead. So we'll see what happens. Which Carter siblings are dead? <laughs> what, like backing out of a driveway? <laughs> Period during the holdovers where I was like, does his eye just look like that? Yeah, I Googled it. Yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs> All right, James. I'm going to get... I can't do a Giamatti. <laughs> like... <Fun. I> <laughs> Fucking him just like running around with a gun. With his belly jiggling. Like, fucking get that babe over here. You know what's I, funny about uh, Paul Giamatti? I can't do a Giamatti voice. I don't even know like what his register would be coming from. But yes, go on. He was 37 years old when they filmed Sideways. That's kind of fucked up. He looks like he's 137 years old in that movie. <laughs> like he's falling apart at the seams. Like his hair is gone. He's overweight. He looks awful. He's a very unfortunate looking dude. He's cooking with gas. He's a major dude. <sighs> and I look forward to seeing him as James Bond mm. in Christopher Nolan's next uh, take. Um, a diehard prequel focusing on a young John McClane is in development. Yeah, it better be a prequel because I'm not going to be around when they film it. <laughs> I have a feeling that Bruce My might... brain is disintegrating. Help me. Yeah. All right, I'll be on set. I'll be a, I'll be a guide. I can, yeah. I can give you guys advice on what to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I took that pretty... I'm dying pretty hard over here. <laughs> this is like really... I'm really taking this literally. Yeah, it's, they said die hard. <laughs> die harder. That's me. <laughs> die hardest. I'm dead. Yeah. My brain is gone. I'm just a man walking around with no teeth. Mm. My family taking these photos of me. I don't know what they're doing. Bruce, that's heartbreaking. Rumor, put the camera down. Bruce, Bruce, calm down. But what are they, are they going to call this live hard, folks? Starring Rumor Willis and Demi Moore. What do you think? I mean, they are his family, so that could be a thing. Ashton Kutcher as John McClane. Hey, I think you're pretty good as the young John McClane. I thought you were pretty good on Two and a Half Men. Uh, I really like, dude, where's my car? I always thought that was underrated. That was the night. What'd uh, you get for that, two mil? I would've got two mil. December 15th, 2000, 2001, I guess. Maybe 2000, I don't know, whatever it was. That was the night when we crashed in the, uh, the Mustang car accident. We had just seen Dude, Where's My Car? Wow. And then we drove into a tree and I almost died. So that movie will forever be in my top 10. I was like, dude, where's your car? And you were like, it's in Into the woods, tree. <laughs> wrapped around a tree. Fun. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I don't need a Die Hard prequel. I'm no, good. Nobody does. No thanks. It's one of those things. It's like the Wonka prequel or most prequels. It's like, why? It's not going to make it more interesting knowing like, ooh, John McClane did this before doing all the other stuff. It's like, did he? Fucking did he? Did he though? Yeah. And did you see that Amazon Prime is going to have commercials soon? I believe you can opt out for an extra three bucks a month. So that's $36 a month from every user. So what is that, like $36 billion a year? That's a lot. Fuck off. Yeah, like, I don't like how commercials, they're like giving commercials a big push. And like, this is the big hack bit, but they really are like, it's just turning into TV. It's like, it's not streaming anymore. It's just... 
some of the lesser streamers, for example, like the Lifetime app where we have to go to watch. First of all, you can't pay for it. Mm. You can either get a preview of certain top shows or you have to log in on your Apple TV through someone else's or your own, which you probably don't have, cable package. So you're doing like this Xfinity login thing and they sign you out regularly just so you have to do it. And it requires the two-factor authentication. It's one of the most frustrating things on the planet. And then even when you do get in to watch, for example, Married at First Sight, they give you some seasons, not all. They remove them quickly, so you have to watch them right away. And when you do watch, they have ordered, have you seen these interact? Have you seen this? <laughs> these interactive ads yeah. where you literally have to click the remote mm. and be a part of it, or it'll show you seven extra minutes. Yeah, I don't so need it's, that. It's you can watch ten ads in a row, or you can watch one ad that you interact with. And in the interaction process involves like hitting the center of the Apple TV remote, waiting for it to play for forty-five seconds, and then pressing play. It's one of the most fucking infuriating but, things on the planet. And mm. the thing they do the worst is they edit the show so poorly that it'll literally just stop. Not even at a part that would be a cliffhanger. It'll just stop out of nowhere, and then the screen freezes. And sometimes it locks you out completely. It just freezes gone and you have to start it over. Other times the audio doesn't come back synced properly. It's like assholes are running television now. The Mm. worst dudes alive. And pretty soon I think everything's going to be interactive ads. Like you'll be walking down the street and whatever glasses you have instead of a phone will just start playing stuff that you don't want to see that you thought about once. Yeah. It's, It's we're fucked. Yeah. It's like everything that we joke, like they'll probably start doing this. They're like, great idea. We're going to start doing that. To like all these horrific sounding uh, dystopian could you I remember downs. when DVR first came out with TiVo and then Comcast got it in their cable boxes and you could just record a show you like and then just skip the ads and then it got to everything was streaming and there was no ads at all and it was just you could just pay a little more and get no ads it was the greatest thing and now they're really clawing you back in with their fucking fingernails and I think the streaming services that will survive and do the best are the ones that buck the norm and just say, you know what? Like we're keeping this no ads and we're going to keep the price the same or even raise the fucking price. I don't care. Just make it high quality audio, high quality picture, good content, and no fucking advertisements. Advertising drives me out of my mind. They're like, we can't do any of that. What do you think? Cause we're already inundated with ads on all of our social media. You go on Instagram, you go on TikTok. They're advertising a new product every 30 seconds. Just mm. let us, let us have those ads and they actually work on me. I buy stuff on the TikTok shop or through Instagram frequently. They don't mm. need to get me on my shows too. Yeah, I hate it when it's everywhere. It's like you can't escape this fucking yes. dog shit. And I don't know if you saw this. Dwayne The Rock Johnson keeps Ugh. saying it's his first time having in and out but he's posted the same claim before three times. I'm having it again for the first time, brother. I'm a robot. I was running through my Rolodex of things that I say that I like and do, and uh, oop, I, I, I did that one again. I was... Uh, Sounded a little like Obama there. Yeah, fuck. I, <laughs> Go into Obama instead. Uh, uh, what, if you, what if Obama ate in and out? I'm doing Jumanji 3. I, uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be great. And uh, I, I just had in, in and out for the first time, too. I actually had in and out two days ago. It was great. Mm. Overrated, but great. Not sure why we don't have them on the East Coast yet. I've never had it. But yeah, mm. people, the big takeaway is the burgers are really good, possibly overrated, and the fries are no good. The fries are fine. Mm. And then the sauce is, I don't know. Who cares? Sauce. The like debate about food, fast food. Like, oh, this one's the best. That's true. Okay. It, it is hack, yeah. 
great. That's a good point. But The Rock saying this, it's like he's a robot person. Everything he says is like a calculation. I like that his house of cards seems to finally be crashing down. People are like, what's up with this guy? (laughs) Yeah, people are starting to see the strings. The fact that he's just this oafish puppet Mm. dropped into the world by nobody. Nobody cares about him anymore except for Sean, who's still like in line for Project Rock gear from Under Armour and tuning in to him in WrestleMania. Although Sean even said if he doesn't show up in WrestleMania this year, he's out and he's done. Uh, that's right. I'll be at WrestleMania. And uh, if you smell what me and Bruce Springsteen are cooking. Do you see my favorite movies of the list? Uh Favorite movies of the year list, by the way? I actually have it. Do you want to go over it, or is that not fun? I do. Um, Rustin, never heard of it. It's funny that Obama's favorite movies of the year list is still a thing. It's got like a lot of traction online, where it's like, yeah. Obama's like a movie guy now. <laughs> he like produced Leave the World Behind. Everyone goes to him for like takes. Yeah. We're going to have him on next week. He put that on his list, obviously. American Symphony, which I've not even heard of. It's, uh, oh yeah, the... And that's funny. The first three are movies that he produced. Mm-hmm. So, like, he does a little blurb about how, like... Oh, I didn't realize you had the list. Read them in the voice. I'm biased. Uh, my other favorite movies of the year. The Holdovers. <laughs> Thought it was charming. Oh, wow, man. My I- man, Bruce. It's me. Or me. It's me, Bruce. Uh, hey, Bruce. Did you like The Holdovers? Ah, uh, man. Did, I, did, I didn't watch it. I was too busy jamming and denim and... Do you also have to Google whether or not Paul Giamatti had that googly eye? Nah, man, I was just, I was jamming on my guitar wearing jeans. I didn't even have time to think about it. <laughs> that's classic you. Oh, yeah, I was born in the USA. Uh, that's right, I was not. We're a terrible I, duo. I was not born in the USA. Oh, wait, I can't believe I said that. Where's your birth certificate, my man? Don't worry about it. I also enjoyed Blackberry. <laughs> so did I, actually. I thought that was great. I know, Fetch actually, my Blackberry. I was surprised to see this on his list. I was like, I... Fuck, I should put BlackBerry on my list. It's on my list retroactively. I forgot about BlackBerry. It was a home run. I've been bad about logging stuff on Letterboxd this year. Yeah, I check sometimes after I know we both watch something, and when you don't have it up there and I don't get to see what you said, I get bummed. That's fair. So just start jumping on there quicker. Oppenheimer. I pretended to love it. I was actually very bored by it, like oops. But uh, Anatomy of a Fall... Monster, which I haven't even heard of. It's not the Charlize Theron one, I guess. This is a new movie I actually watched that recently, so that's now in my top ten of the year. Past Lives, that 824 uh, romance. Loved it. Air, the shoe movie. Affleck, great guy. I think he produced Air, too, in some capacity. (laughs) Hopefully. Something called Polite Society and something called A Thousand and One. Haven't even heard of either of those. Nope. What a year. Well, some of them aren't <laughs> even out yet. Like, the, one of them is that Apple TV Plus movie with Jeffrey Wright. That'd be great uh, if he had, like, normal guy taste. His list was like, Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I don't know. I loved it. <laughs> it worked for me. Yeah, like, I feel like most guys like that who are in a position like he is, their list is going to be fake. Yeah. It's going to be the movies he produced and then whatever sounds good. Yeah, like, whatever the... He threw Blackberry in there just to throw us off the scent. But let's be honest. That's a pretentious list, Barack. It was. Barry. Uh, That's right. right. We were watching movies at work this past week because it was so dead. Mm. And uh, we watched a couple Mission Impossible movies. Possible Mission? Yeah. That uh, 
our Afghanistan co-worker. That made me laugh. He's in on the Mission Impossible series, which he referred to in a text as Possible Mission. Mm. He said, I want to watch a possible mission. What was your possible mission for today? Like getting gas? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I mean, we pulled it off. Mm. It was down to the wire. It was me at the pump. Ving was there. Scott, you need to. Ethan. Ethan. I looked up on the plane and somebody was watching the new Mission Impossible. There were two people were actually, and it had just Ving on the screen, and I had such an Ethan to myself, and I took a picture of it and posted it like an asshole, but I was laughing at like Ethan. I saw that. I enjoyed it. The photo might have actually been him saying Ethan too. That that was the funniest part. I wish they had subtitles on. I think Ving Rhames should get Times Person of the Year. Quite frankly, mm. I don't know who they're giving it to, but it should be him. I don't see why not. Yeah, he, he sat down for an entire movie. That's impressive, isn't it? <laughs> Ethan. Ethan, I love sitting. Um, What else do we have here? Did you see that uh, the trailer for David Ayer's The Beekeeper? Oh, The Beekeeper. Starring friend of the show, Jason Statham. I think it actually looks good, bits aside. It looks like what The Expendables wants to be. I think it'll be fun. Lean Lane? Yeah, I don't know when it comes out, but... I like the idea of it. It yeah. sounds good on paper. Oh, yeah. Stay Let's see. We did the... Oh, the guy from Parasite died. He killed himself. Pokid. Lee Sun Kyun. I don't mm. remember which think, guy he is. I think he plays the father. Yes, I think so. The, the poor father. I think the rich father. Is he the rich father? I think. I can't tell. It's not the poor father. He's like the main guy. But, I mean, he will be missed. You he hate will. to see it. Mm. Parasite was good. Well, it's a great movie. Yeah. We also lost Tom Wilkinson this week in Fucked right. Up Fashion. He was 75. That seems kind of young, unfortunately. Yes. But also, that was older than I thought he was. I guess he's just been around for forever. He's a great character actor, as they say. Mr. Amistos. Characters. Where he's like Carmine Falcone and Batman Begins... He's the crazy guy, Michael Clayton. You probably know him from that picture where he's holding like an enormous bag of baguettes. I got a baguette. It's uh, my picture for Monty in my phone. Has been for years. It's fun. Any bit behind that or is it just because Monty doesn't have a leg? Mm, yeah, it's Like that. the breadstick would be the leg? Exactly. That wasn't like I'm not even trying anymore. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I hope he laughed either way. He's Michael, in. that was for you. And also, he was in the original Rush Hour. So this guy might have the perfect Kata. And Don't you ever touch Black Man's Radio, boy? Chris Tucker. Did you see that Christopher Landon has left Scream 7? Yeah, Scream 7, they should just like shut down. It's, yeah, like, it's not looking good. It's like, okay, we're about to start filming. We just lost both the stars and the director and even like Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son, who's like the fifth lead, <laughs> is wavering at this point. It's like just fucking... The sixth one was a dud. And I thought it was okay, but it didn't need to keep going because they already had that botched show that people don't talk about. Mm. Like we've We've explored the Scream universe ad nauseum and i i'd be okay if they just ended it there yeah it's like it's enough mm. quite frankly speaking of enough lionsgate has acquired the film development rights for a monopoly movie you must be the monopoly guy who do you think's gonna play the monopoly guy in the monopoly movie um 
I don't know, like Paul Shear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's pretty good casting. I thought so. I'm in on that. Him in a monocle, like hanging upside down oh. with like a bunch of cash. I'm like, let's give that a green light right now. I don't. The board game thing. We we joked about that that they were going to start making board game movies and and yeah, it's like this is embarrassing. Like, what are you? What are we doing? Do you guys not remember how Battleship went? <laughs> Why don't we get Peter Berg at the helm and just see what happens? Give him another, give him another at bat. Yeah, and then uh, get Taylor Kitsch to star, and here we go, Monopoly movie. Come in, cooking. Speaking <sighs> of like dog shit movies, I got. I saw this like breakdown of uh, movies, big movies coming out in 2024. Buckle up for this. By the end of this, you're gonna like feel faint. Madam Web, Dune Part Two, which is you know that'll be good. Kung Fu Pan- Kung Fu Panda Four, Ghostbusters, whatever the fuck it's called, like Frozen Planet or something. The next Ghostbusters, Godzilla and Kong: The New Empire. You're fired. If, the new movie from visionary director John Krasinski. Furiosa, which is one good... They didn't say visionary. What was the thing that they actually said that we laughed about last week? It was was from the imagination of John Krasinski, which is even fucking worse. Yeah, like... From the imagination of the guy that's married to Emily Blunt, who was on The Office. From the middling mind. Yeah. From the got very, very lucky with that movie where no one talks. And then we gave him nine more at-bats because people recognize his face from looking at the camera in the office. John Krasinski. Exactly. And Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Ballerina, the John Wick spinoff. Bad Boys 4, Inside Out 2, A Quiet Place, Day 1, The Quiet Place prequel. Speaking of John Krasinski, he didn't direct... This one. They, Is he in they it? couldn't get him. He was too busy working on another visionary work, and he's not in it either. I was going to say, I'm surprised they didn't make it a prequel so they could put him in it. Despicable Me 4. Uh, 20 plus years too late sequel to Twister called Twisters. Deadpool 3. Is Helen Hunt in Twisters? No. With her <laughs> stretched out face looking they, like a corpse? They couldn't even get her back for this. Wow. Borderlands, which is based on a video game. Nope. An, another alien movie called Alien Romulus. Craven, which is a Spider-Man villain, is getting his own movie. Beetlejuice 2, Transformers 7, Joker 2, Venom 3, Gladiator 2. A new Lord of the Rings movie is somehow coming out. Karate Kid remake, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Mufasa, The Lion King, which is a live-action prequel to The Live-Action Lion King. Scott faints and dies at this moment. Finishing this list. Fucking Christ. And Kathy Lee Griffin is filing for divorce. What a terrible year. (laughs) We just have nothing to look forward to. God damn. Fucking. But isn't that just like bleak? It's sad. Yeah. That's that's terrible and and not good. It's fucked up. But hey, maybe like Kathy Griffin will come on the pod and we can go see uh, Transformers 7 with her. I'm open to that. He's in. Did you hear that uh, they're still talking about Vin Diesel? And this woman is now saying that he masturbated in front of her. Hey. How you doing? Hey, dude. Hey. (laughs) I was at my zenith, and now my career is crumbling before my eyes. What am I going to do? All I know is if they... We don't get to see the unbelievable conclusion to Fast X, which ends on a cliffhanger. I'm going to be... Fucked up about it forever. 
Well, this is an allegation coming from 2010, which leads me to believe that it might be real. Because 2010 was a wild year. It and was, like nobody I, was getting canceled back then. I was working on Riddick 2, and I was like, this is going to be good. He was famous as hell, but he wasn't 2020 famous. So like it would be not that big of a stretch to feel like he still had to pressure women. So I'm going to say I believe her, as I did the last time we brought this up, and say we're hoping for the best that if he even does get canceled, they can still cobble him together in CGI like they did with Paul Walker and shove him into Fast 11. <laughs> I think that's what they already did for the last one. So they're like, we got all the files. We will have no problem. Paul, or rather, uh, Brian's watching the kids and so is Dom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're both watching the kids for these last couple entries. And they're just going to let Michelle Rodriguez do all the heavy lifting. I saw a clip of her talking about how Hollywood isn't creative and that they're doing too many remakes. And I wanted to say, like, Michelle, what are you talking about? You haven't made an original property in two decades. Mm. You were in jail for a DUI and then like you got married to a woman and then you fell out the other side of nine Fast and the Furious movies. What are you talking about? I know, I'm trying to think of anything she's even done. She wasn't that new Dungeons and Dragons movie, which I guess is something different, but that's just like and another that, franchise. That somehow performed well too, the Chris Pine one. Yeah. I shut it off, but people loved it. It wasn't bad. It's like way better than you'd think a movie called Dungeons and Dragons right. would be. It's well, a we'll tough sell. We'll get nine more of them now because it did well. So I think it did okay. We mm -hmm. might get like one more. She'll be like, hey, hey, Dom. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I sound kind of like Bruce Willis, but I still got my, my, my cognition abilities. I can't believe we never got him in one of those. That hey, how sick. you doing? I feel like if you told me that he was in the fifth one, I'd just believe you. <gasps> Dude, where's my car? <laughs> hey. I, I don't, I'm not even being facetious. I don't actually know where it is. I'm lost. <laughs> Ashton, help me. <sighs> like you helped fuck my wife. <laughs> yes. um, Maestro has been bumped from the Netflix top 10, and the number one is Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Mm. Did you see that? I did watch the entirety of the new Zack Snyder movie, Rebel Moon. Him, like, day one. Like, you know, there's this director's cut that they wouldn't let me put out that's actually better. Yeah, it's like, are you just going to do this with everything you ever make? Like, you made the movie for Netflix. If you think the director's cut is better, put that one out. I'm sure, like... <laughs> Movies have come to a point where the streaming services, you can legitimately put in, like, a patch, like it's a video game, and yes. throw that in at the last second if you have yeah. clearance for it, which I'm sure he does. So it's like there's no excuse for you saying that there's a better version out there that you didn't put out. That made you me, could just put it out. Yeah, that made me think lesser of him because he's just stoking all his like insane bot fans online who are going to be like... If only we got to see... Yeah, like, oh, there's a reason this sucks. It's not the director's cut. Um, we need to wait for the four-hour cut. Then it'll all make sense. It'll all be good suddenly. And it's like... I don't know. The, his cut of the Justice League was better, but... Yes, it you was. Know, it's, it's not always going to be the case. But that's like, the, that's, you get that once. You yeah, get one, there's a better version, that's it. Yeah, you can't be like that every time. No. To be like, hey, no. hey, they took it away from me. They fucking, it's like, no, you can't. You can't always blame cut. everyone else. The director's cut, yeah, you got to see it. I don't know where I was going with this. Maybe Midnight in the Switchgrass or anything <laughs> I did with Chad Michael Murray. There's a lot of better versions out there. <laughs> Fuck you, Randall Emmett, you <laughs> charlatan. <laughs> the movies. I'm going to see Quiet Place day one. I think it looks good. You know what else is a quiet place? My home. When everyone reali realizes the words coming out of my mouth make no sense and everyone, <laughs> nobody knows what to say. <laughs> so we just all sit there quietly and just reflect on how the fact that I'm not going to live much longer. Okay. <laughs> Bruce, 
The day that I die, Hank's going to keep going with this bit forever and ever. Bruce, you're bumming everybody out. <laughs> Is anybody sad yet? Brucey. I'm still alive. You're acting like I'm dead. You're cutting me around like it's my funeral. Bruce, you um, want to take a break real quick? I would like to. I have to pee. Can we do the sports corner real quick and then dump out of here? Yeah, please. Right. Let me just find my sports music while you guys find your dicks. I'm pushing around for it, finding it. Got it. All right, men. Pick out. Justin Mitchell and John Vieira, both from Warwick, Rhode Island, have been charged with assault and battery and disorderly conduct after getting into a fight with another man at a Patriots game who died. And, uh... <laughs> He's dead, and oh. that's pretty much it. I thought I had another story, but I guess I don't, so... It's classic sports This corner. guy got punched in the face at a Patriots game, and he's dead, which to me seems like a pretty hilarious thing, and uh, make sure you stay tuned for more sports and uh, <laughs> more dicks, and put them away! I can't believe they left that storyline out of 80 for Brady. Mary Louise Parker, whoever that is, is like, oh my god, some man just got punched in the audience and he's dead. Yeah, the guy, like, I guess picked a fight with these two dudes and they beat the shit out of him. Or I think it was like one punch and then he dropped and then he just, his he had like a heart incident. I don't think it was a heart attack, but I think he had some sort of a pre-existing condition, which, hey, maybe if you have a pre-existing condition, don't start fights with people at a football game. I can't fucking help it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let my fucking pre-existing conditions hold me back from being a fucked up dude at Foxborough Stadium. I hope they all go to prison, including the dead guy. They just throw his corpse in the cell with the two of them. <laughs> Wait for it to rot like me. <laughs> um, shall we take a break? Since I've gone back to the Bruce Willis well for the fourteenth time, I could pee. All right. We'll be right back. I got a bunch of reviews. We're covering a whole lot. This might be one of those shows where we have a duel. It's a year-end spectacular. Yeah, exactly. Folks, we'll be right back. Wow. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, gang. The movies. The movies. So... We saw a bunch this week. We had to edit ourselves. We saw so many things, mm. which is great. Um, why don't we lead off with Ferrari? Ferrari. The new Michael Mann movie about Ferraris. Michael Mann movie. Ma, 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 ma. This, yeah, Michael Mann, big deal. Legendary filmmaker. You ever heard of Heat? You ever seen Collateral? I have. <laughs> He's a very boring dude as a guy, but I love almost all of his movies except for Black Hat, which we haven't mentioned in a few episodes, and that's a thing we like to mention. I know. I was like stalling, trying to think of his other movies. All I can think of is Black Hat. This is his first movie since Black Hat. What's his other really good one? That... Thief, uh, I thought was enjoyable. Thief Last is... of the Mohicans, Manhunter. Yes. I've never seen Last of the Mohicans. That's one I've always meant to see. It stars Daniel Day-Lewis. People say it's quite a picture. I don't remember ever finishing it. I believe it was a chore. Daniel Day-Lewis insists on himself. I think it's one of those Dances with Wolves avatar type movies where it's like a war and he gets swayed to the other side because of like romance and dopeness. I'm bored just thinking about it. The yeah. West doesn't really grab me. 
in particular things focused around Native Americans. But like Heat and Collateral are two like mwah, like all timer like guy movies. Mm. And gal gals can enjoy those movies. I don't know why. I, I call can't really guy picture movie. a gal settling in for Heat. <laughs> If we're being honest. So I don't see, I think you're, you're correct with that. Okay. That's probably fair. It is. So Ferrari is a movie about, um, Enzo Ferrari, the guy who started the car company in Italy. And like, he's up against competition from Maserati and a few other car companies. Adam driver playing Enzo. Hello. Um, It's me, Ferrari. I don't really have a ton of notes on this. I would say this is like a stylized version of Ford versus Ferrari with a European stink on it. I liked how they avoided the hack biopic thing where mm. which is when they try to cover like the entirety of someone's life in two and a half hours. And they're like, you know, them as a kid and like they just they try to do too much. This just covered like a small period in his life. It was, you know, like a zoomed in biopic where they're like, We'll just concentrate on this and you'll get it. You'll get the rest of it. I thought Adam Driver was very good in this. I didn't expect him to be good. I was watching. I was like, why is he like killing it as Ferrari? He's not even nailing the accent, but he's just like great in this. He made a lot of sense. Yeah. He, uh, he's a movie star. I think he's like really, every time I see him or something, I'm like, he's great in this. I can't believe he keeps pulling this off. Like movies where it's like, I can't believe he's in this playing this guy. He gets really immersed in the character. And I'm going to say this, that I believe he's more talented even than he let us see. I think that he did leave a little bit in the tank on this one. No pun intended, given this is a car film. Hmm. I I wanted to see him going for it a little bit more. I felt like Penelope Cruz leaned in really hard. She was going for it. Yeah. I thought she was excellent. And I don't know why she's not in like every movie that comes out. I haven't seen her in something in years. It's like, where have you been hiding? Mm. Lucy and I saw this in Texas at the Alamo Draft House, and I'd never been to one of those before. And those are the theaters everybody talks about how great they are. Wasn't impressed. Shitty seats. Bathroom wasn't that neat. Ooh. Food was mediocre. Service was just okay. Mm. I don't have high hopes for the new one, especially in Boston, rather, because it's in a location that kind of doesn't exist. It's where like the old Icon Theater used to be in Seaport. I will never, Ooh. ever go there. Yeah, I don't see me going that often. No. But anyway... Um, to be perfectly honest, the more I think about this movie, I think I walked out of it giving it three stars and I loved it. And there was elements of it that were like, wow. But I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Never. I could at some point. I thought it really worked for me. I was mm. just like, it was so like Michael Mannish. Like 10 minutes in, there was a shot of uh, Ferrari just like looking at the tracks poignantly while like a bunch of cars zoomed around. I was like, there's nothing really going on, but this is great. I'm just like he does a lot with a little, yeah. It uh, everything worked for me except for Shailene Woodley, who I thought kind of yes. stuck out like a sore thumb in this movie. I felt the same way. To me, I would have cast almost anyone but her. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I had the opposite of Penelope Cruz. I was like, more of her. Where's she been, Shailene Woodley? I was like, where's she been? She should go back there because I don't know why. Dating Aaron Rodgers and being uneventful and the like ninth lead of Big Little Lies season two. I, I, yeah, I don't really see a need for her in anything. She just plays like a battered woman. Yeah. In and this, she plays uh, Enzo Ferrari's mistress who has a baby with him. Fucking. I don't know. She, she didn't work for me, unfortunately. She probably would have done better in Lamborghini, the Frank Grillo movie. 
that's not my bit. I got to give it to Jack. But that's great. I think that that made me laugh really hard when he said that. I missed that. That's strong. I uh, and also the score. I didn't realize till I was in the movie. It was done by like one of my guys, Daniel Pemberton, who does like all the dope scores. I was like, this is just they they nailed it. They had all the Scotty stuff. I almost never notice. You're gonna hate this. But I almost never yeah, notice a score. Like I, like I don't even hear them, unless it's Hans Zimmer and it's like really, really over the top. I mean, that's because they just weave it into the tapestry of the work so yeah. dazzlingly. You don't even know that you're hearing the work. Mm. What? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, Zen. So, what did you give this on Letterbox for? I don't. I forgot to rate it. I keep forgetting everything. Top but of your head. It's like. Yeah, it's probably a four to five, maybe three and a half. I'm being honest. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just nice to. It's really good. Like I didn't love it, but I was just like, damn, that was solid. Yeah, as hell. I'm walking out. I was like, Ferrari. Yeah, go see it, folks. We liked it. I'm always inclined to be like, I loved it or I hated it. You know, this this is good. I I really liked it. Mm. That's how I feel. Yeah, I gave it a three out of five, which is very high for me. Mm. Um, speaking of high ratings, I took in the new, uh, Jeremy Allen White, Zac Efron vehicle, Iron Claw, uh, which I thought was a three and a half out of five if we're doing letterbox style. This is the movie about the true story of like the brother wrestling guys. Yeah. There's a family of wrestlers, the Von Ericks, and essentially like tragedy just keeps hitting and if i tell you what the tragedies are it spoils the film but this mm. is a heavy one this is a sad one this is a crier for those that that cry do you think i would cry at this picture i wish we could play the game but you haven't seen it so we could preemptively play the game i guess and i'm gonna say absolutely yes yeah i'm thinking there's no way i don't cry at a movie that includes such a numerous amount of sob story oh yeah Maura Tierney plays the mother, Holt McCart—is it McCart McCartney or Macaulay? McCallany. McCallany, yeah. He's Holt. a great that guy. He was on. Hey guys, it's me, Holt McCallany. I was on Mindhunter for two seasons. I did pretty strong work on it. There was a guy in my when Mindhunter was at its peak. I was in a networking group, and there was a guy in the group who sold life insurance who looked exactly like Holt McCallany and had a similar sounding voice. And me and a couple of the other guys in the group would just call that guy Ed because that was his Ed was his the guy's name. And I, I don't know. I thought, oh, hey, did you watch that Mindhunter? How about that episode with Ed? And I don't know. It was it was very funny to the, to see a person that resembled him in the wild. Hmm. I'm into it. We saw this in Texas as well. I got Lucy to go to two movies in a week, which was amazing. And it was at a theater called the Santicos Theater, which I think is just a Texas thing. And it was one of those times where the beginning of the movie started, and the, it was a very sparse crowd. Great Yet, word. there was a guy sitting. There was two old ladies that came in and sat directly in front of us, despite the whole theater being empty. So they picked the seats directly in front. It's like they, I don't even think they were going off the seats they picked. I think they just sat where they felt like, which I fucking hate. Were you in the middle? Because I mean. Back right. Back so they right, sat yeah. back right one row ahead. I oh. wanted to fucking smash their heads in and they didn't even do a thing. If it was the middle, I'd get it. It's like you want to sit in the middle. I'll never sit in the middle ever. Because for that reason, because it's just that much more likely that you're going to get pancaked in with people on both sides and in front of you and behind you. And then I can't watch the movie. I have to leave. 
but <laughs> I they, have to so leave. these old bags sat in front of us and one of them put her seat back all the way and it was touching the tip of my boot and that annoyed me and then this fucking dude sat down next to me like two rows two seats over mm. or no a family came in with two fat people and their dumb kid don't bring a child to this movie by the way it's it's not a hard r but it's an r and hard r that's that's not what i meant guys that's mm. not what i meant <laughs> Wow! Sure. sure yes, isn't. you did. I know. And it. then the so the family had a ton of food, and the lady, I think the guy ate all of his popcorn during the trailers, and then went to go fill it up. And I'm like, this is why you're disgusting and gross. This is why, because you're already getting your second one too much. Yeah. I like the idea of you like leaning over to them, being like, "You guys have too many treats. This hey, is disgusting." Hey, stop right there. Number one, I hear you rustling. Number two, look at yourself. Yeah. Sit back down. <laughs> you slide in the car like Ankfit. Hit me up. Yeah, I'm 2,000 miles away, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, just pop on by. So that guy annoyed the shit out of me, and then his kid was making a sound or two, and it's like, don't bring a three-year-old to this movie. Just don't do it. Just mm -hmm. get a babysitter or don't go. Anyway, and then another guy came in and sat also in my row. So we had four people in the row with us, and this guy brought a sandwich, a big drink, a popcorn, and candy. <laughs> And then he slowly, like, not even slowly, but, like, just meticulously enough went through everything. And, like, every bite he took, I could hear him. It was like he had a thing over the sandwich, and it was just crinkling and rustling. And I just, I was writhing in agony in those seats. I just, I don't know. I I, I cannot do it with other people around. Like, mm. it's, it's part of why I hate going to the movies now. It's the movies. People just wreck it. I mean, are you ever, some people say an audience enhances a movie. The, the crowd, uh, never. like that never does anything never, for ever you. at all. When like it's a comedy and other people are laughing. I don't want to hear their laughs. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> everyone else is like, like, oh, look at this kind of fun nope. uh, community experience. You're like, shut up. Everyone stop. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to think about the fact that like if I'm taking notes on my phone, I might annoy them. Mm. I don't want to see their face. I don't want to smell them <laughs> if they have a smell happening. Oh, the smell. I just don't like people. I mm. really fucking don't. And they ruin mm. every experience. Like this movie was awesome. And it was like a full letter grade worse for me because of the other people in the theater. Two old ladies like, what are you doing? Just the lady, they're like talking to each other. Like, should we just sit here? It's like. Those aren't the seats you picked, and there's a whole row available. Go anywhere that isn't directly in front of me. I do the, I do the same thing. Like when someone's making noise, I stop watching the movie, and I'm like, this is the movie now. Me watching yes. like this dipshit do whatever bothersome thing they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and then you're sitting there and waiting for the sound to happen again. Mm. And if it's really bad, I'll start counting it. I'll be like, okay, he sighed. 13 times in the past 20 minutes or like it just the whole experience gets destroyed yeah, that's sucks the uh you said there was a family in the theater yes a mother a father and their dumb kid such a fucked up movie to go see with the whole family it's i mean not to spoil it but the story is pretty obvious like it's just a bunch of people having horrible shit happen to them it's a so complete sob story and there's i don't know it's not like graphic but it's what am I saying? Everyone's takeaway is like, wow, that was really good. But you leave the theater like, shit. Like, <laughs> like yikes. 
There's a heavy. There's a couple of really heavy parts, and it, it, I'm not a Jeremy Allen White guy, but I thought he worked in as mm. a. I, I appreciate him as a supporting actor or a supporting character rather. I I remember what I liked about him on Shameless and where he shines, and I think that him getting the lead role in The Bear made me like him less. But he looks good in this movie. He works in this movie. I think he did a really good job getting himself into shape. So did Zac Efron. I'm sure Zac Efron's definitely enhanced with probably every steroid under the sun because he's enormous. He looks like he's been like, he has like a new face. Yeah. Well, that I think is because he fell down and shattered his jaw off the ground and then had to get like crazy surgeries. Oh, okay. So like a part of that I think is natural. Like his jaw kind of grew back, fucked up, or they bought, I don't know if like he, did some sort of a? It's hard to believe that that all happened from an injury, but I guess that's what's the story they're running with it. Yeah, like he couldn't look more juiced. He looks he's like exploding with muscles. Oh yeah, it's like a joke. Yeah. Um, like me, I'm fucking muscular. There's a couple of lines in this that are just heavy. There's a scene where like Zach is talking to his sons and like he's so upset about something that had just happened that he's looking at his sons. He's like, a man doesn't cry. And like I agree, we don't. Um, but we, we don't. We don't. <laughs> this is news to me. Fuck. I know. We gotta. We gotta fill you in there. Maura Tierney's doing that work. I haven't seen her in anything really since the affair. Good for her. Good for you, Hank. Good hmm. for you. That's enough on the Iron Claw, though. I thought it was great. Go see it. Yeah, I want to see it. I uh, just haven't gotten there yet, and it's a tough one to be like, like, let's go. I, I want to. Yeah. Go. Just go see it by yourself. It's a good hmm. solo movie, in my opinion. I want to pop up on you and me. somewhere. Sean will go see it with you. In fact, he's a wrestling guy. There's a character that plays Ric Flair, and Sean pointed this out to me too. He was like, "The Ric Flair is the only thing I've heard bad about." Yeah, the guy who plays Ric Flair does a terrible job. Tyler saw it, and he said the Flair is like jaw-droppingly bad. Like anyone on earth who's ever even heard of Ric Flair could come in and take that character and make it better than the guy they cast. So Ric Flair is just kind of like inimitable as mm. they say. He's just like a one of a kind guy. They should have just brought in Mickey Rourke and had him talk about how much of a low broken down piece of meat he is. And I'm alone. Um, can we talk about Bo's Afraid? Yes, please. The Joaquin Phoenix, Ari Aster directed, uh, home run in my opinion is this no please go it's a movie that i wish i had seen in the theaters even though it's fucking crazy long because mm. it was that good and i watched it on my ipad on the plane i wrote like a bunch of notes like it, i just thought it was fucking great yeah i like how it's very different than um or hereditary and midsummer those are like horror movies and yeah. this is like a crazy weird like i got a meets Hit me. I said it, the whole movie, the meets to me was like as if Todd Salons directed it with Lars von Trier. Oh. It had like a very chaotic, like almost mm. demonic palindromes type feel to it. Palindromes mm. being the Todd Salons movie. I thought this movie was the best movie of the year in it a lot of ways. The whole first chunk of it where it's like him in his apartment yeah. and the anxiety of like everything going on outside. It has some like unbelievably well done stuff. That like, I was sitting watching him being like, "Fuck, this is like a real piece of work." Yeah. Like when he's on the phone with his mother, that call, oh. like the like highs and lows he goes through. I was like, I've like done this. This is fucked up. This is a. Uh... I when he puts his keys in the door and then that person takes the keys and that never gets resolved. I thought was fucking wild. The whole movie just like it's as if somebody like 
throws a bucket of cold water on you and you just don't dry off for three and a half hours. That scene where there's a, yeah, like someone gets into his place and then the door is open and like a bunch of people are just flooding into his oh. apartment where he's counting out the change. He's like watching this happen from a store across the way. Well, the guy's like, come on, you you owe me like 40 cents. And he's counting out change, just watching it happen, going like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, they're all getting into my, it's like, and then it's he, horrifying. Like, ends up like in the tub and then the guy like lands on him and then like all this bad stuff happens and he ends up running outside nude and like, it's just, he's living in this hellscape yeah, and none movie, of it makes sense at all. And it like, I didn't expect it to be fucked up in that way. So it was like affecting me. I was watching it like, this movie's like really working <laughs> i was writhing in agony for the whole thing and i was loving it yeah it's, and it uh, clearly looks like joaquin went to the beach that makes you look old yes i thought that you might think of that <laughs> he doesn't look good in this at all i mean there's like several joaquins one is old he's all fucked up oh yeah but the regular bow yeah. is like yeah he's all seasoned the young bow scenes were creepy as fuck. And I remember <laughs> when they changed the po <sighs> I remember when they changed the poster to that kid and it made me want to see the movie less. And I remember when they changed the name to, of the movie to Bo is Afraid because wasn't it called like Disappointment Alley or something before? I think Disappointment Boulevard. There it yeah. is, yep. I think Bo is Afraid is a better title. It having is. seen it. Oh, interesting. How about yeah, that? I don't I don't hate it anymore either. I remember not mm. liking that title when they first changed it. Richard Kind getting that voice work. Hello. Yeah, the whole the segment with Nathan Lane and that woman whose yeah. name I can't remember is very Amy strong. Ryan, yeah. Yes, is it Amy Ryan? Yeah, like you were saying, this movie has like clear like acts or like yes. we're at this part of it, and they really like dig into it and get a lot out of it. It's it's something. It's like there's some elements of like almost Dennis Villeneuve's enemy in this too Ooh, towards the end. Yes. Like fucking nuts, man. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. It's one of, it's my favorite movie of the year. Parker Posey does so much with so little of a character. Fucking. She's that great. Sex scene. It's a fucking Lucy looks over and I'm watching the sex scene in the aisle seat of the plane. And she goes, shut that off. What are you doing? And I go, who gives a shit? She's <laughs> like, it's graphic. It's embarrassing. Like I was embarrassing her with my weird movie, which I thought was like a classic me move. Ryan, turn that off. Ryan? <laughs> See, I watched this. I, I, I fucking loved it. I thought it was a 10 out of 10. I think I gave it a 4 out of 5. I may upgrade it to a 5. What do you think? It, it is one of those movies. Because it's one like, there's so much to it. Like, yeah. You'll find yourself thinking about it uh, as time goes on. It's definitely a thinker. It's, it's one of those movies that like you I have to watch that again. I don't care how long it is. Yeah. So that's Bo is Afraid. I believe it's free on... Amazon Prime or Peacock? I think it's on Showtime now. Maybe Paramount Plus. I think yeah. they're one and the same now. I think you're right. I think it's Paramount and Showtime are, are under the same umbrella. You can find it there. Full free. Yeah, uh, that's a big double recommendation. I bought it, and I'm glad I bought it. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Um, I also watched, speaking of Amazon Prime, the new Emerald Fennel... Uh, directed film Saltburn starring uh, Barry Keoghan and Jacob E. Lordy. Hey now. I was originally hoping this would be a sequel to Salt, the Angelina Jolie <laughs> action vehicle <laughs> from 2011, but it was not. It really fucking bummed me out. I'm super positive this week. I gave this like a four out of five as well. I fucking loved it. Who is this guy? This I guy don't loves know. movies. I don't know. You're like a movie lover. I'm sitting there watching, and I got another positive one after this for the holdovers and dream scenario. Wow. I liked like six movies this week. It's crazy. I don't know this what is, happened. This might be unprecedented and un whatever the 
I feel this might never happen again. I feel reborn. I feel like my thoughts of the film industry collapsing around us. It's almost like the Marvel movies failing mm. has brought real movies back. Wow. What do you think? I like it. This sounds good. Yeah. Um, if we remember the list of 2024 movies, we have to look forward to things oh, look God, fucked up, yeah. but don't bring it up again. We're yeah. in a good spot right now. Okay, Let's roll good. with it. Um, but yes, this is uh, Emerald Fennel. She wrote and directed promising young woman, a movie we covered on this year program a mm. year or two ago, whenever that came out. And this is her big follow up. Do you think it was a sophomore slump? I thought it was, a, I thought it was phenomenal. Better. I thought it was better than promising young woman. What? I thought she worked. I thought it worked on many different levels, and I've seen a few people say this. It was great in. This is very feminist of me, so listen up, ladies. The way that she she wrote the parts for both Jacoby Lordy and Barry Keegan in particular. Barry are, Keegan. Their roles written for women played by men, because typically the like crazy scorned you know lover slash person who would be obsessed and fixated on a, on a, the main character would yeah. be a woman and it would be almost like a single white female capacity where they make them look nuts they did it to barry and i, like, I thought it was perfect like, that makes a lot of sense here in that that's mm. that's an interesting then the supporting cast rosamund pike richard e grant and carrie mulligan is is a home run too mm. i got a great meets euphoria meets talented mr ripley meets the neon demon from like a plot and style standpoint that's good. I've seen a lot of people write this off as a, like a talented Mr. Ripley ripoff, Mm-mm. which I will say I went into it like expecting to just see like a remake of that. I didn't think it was that similar at all. No. Maybe like in like a plot note or two. Right. And like some, but I think it's unfair that they're calling this movie that. Like picturesque setting with a, very attractive cast sure and the concept of like somebody else being obsessed with but it's very very different and it's much sadder than that and it's much more sadistic than that and it's much more like dark and twisted it almost felt like a vampire movie because it was that and there's like a scene obviously the vampire scene where he's going down on her when she has her period there's like a lot of weird sexual stuff in this that i think worked really well Mm. in terms of just bringing out that chaos they were going for Mm. i think barry and jacob it's very clear that they're friends in real life they work really well amongst each other yeah i agree i thought they were a great Mm. duo i jacob alordi is in a lot of stuff suddenly he didn't really wow me in priscilla I haven't Although, seen that yet. He was okay. I feel like he wasn't in it a ton. And I feel like he's not a big part on Euphoria. This was the first movie where he was like in it a lot. And he was like the guy. Yeah. I was like, he's he's okay. I think, I think I've said this and people are doubting it. But I think that he's going to be a big thing. Yeah. Jacob. I, I think know. that he's talented enough that I think as he grows and matures as an actor... It's going to depend a lot on the roles he selects, I imagine. Like if he starts going for, if he gets into anything superhero adjacent, he's fucked. But I think if he sticks with movies directed by cool directors like Emerald Fennel, he's in a good spot. I think, uh, I don't think he's that great of an actor. I think people are in on him mainly just because he's tall. He's very tall. Most people's takeaway of of him is just like, yeah, he's, he's like super tall. He's very, very good looking and tall. And that goes a long way. It's almost like, uh, I don't know, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Getting his taint massaged in the 90s. Like, speaking of Brendan Fraser, though, like, this is like almost like school ties for gays. Mm. Like, this was a very like LGBTQ plus kind of thing or kind of film. And yeah. it, I don't know. Jacob Elordi's super handsome. 
Barry Keoghan has that like Joe Lille, ugly, pretty thing happening. There's like something unique about him. Mm. I, I don't know. I, Sounds right. There's a couple of lines that I thought were so fucking perfect. I wrote a few of them down. At one point, Jacob says, you make my blood run cold about to Barry. I thought that was fucking cool. The arc of their friendship and then ending up the way that they do, I won't spoil it, is super interesting. Mm. And they both are doing backflips. And then Barry said, I don't care what you think anymore at one point. And I thought that was super heavy. Hmm. I just, and Jacob refers to Barry as a stranger at one point. He's like, you're just a stranger. There's just like a lot of really like just well acted, well scripted, written stuff. I'm I'm probably Hmm. overselling it. And it's fine. But I thought this was my, one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm going to have, like, if I were going to redo my top 10, this would sneak in. Dream scenario would sneak in. And Bo is Afraid would sneak in. Ooh. And maybe Iron Claw, too. Interesting. To be honest. Not Ferrari. Ferrari was good, but I don't think it makes it. But this, I thought this was awesome. Yeah, this was. I liked this more than I thought I would. I expected to be like, you know what? It was just like town to Mr. Ripley. Everyone's right. It stinks. But I was like, oh, this is entertaining. Mm. Good characters. Fun little journey. Yeah. I want to sneak in Dan's review because he watched it and had some choice thoughts. He wrote, this is like a girl movie, but a, gir- a good one. Okay. And then also wrote the guy's hog rules. Barry's penis at the end when he's dancing around to murder on the dance floor. Yeah, he said that ruled. It's a nice dick. Mm. That's his real dick. I saw that in the news that uh, he came out to say that's his real D.I. Like Nathan Fielder did with the curse. I love the idea of people on like a red carpet asking him like, Barry, Barry, is that your real D.I. at the end of uh, Saltburn? And being like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's mine. That's mine. That's me. That's me. Fucking. Did you cry at Saltburn? That's actually the perfect, perfect version or perfect. Let me get the Jeopardy music out. Hmm. While we I think mean, about it, Vince, remember, I'll cry at almost anything. Okay. I think I cried at some commercials the other day. I've been enjoying watching commercials, even though we were complaining about them earlier. So we're gonna give you a second to lock it in, mm. Saltburn. Did Scotty cry? I'm going to give you a few more seconds here. What is this? Lock in your selections. Did Scotty cry to the movie Saltburn? What is the salty discharge? I'm going to say my vote is no. You would be correct. Yes! I did not cry Fuck at the film yeah. Saltburn. I knew it. There's elements of it that might have been tear-provoking, I guess, but I had a feeling this one wouldn't get you. They didn't. They didn't go for it. They could have gone for it a little more in that regard. Yes. I'm very manipulatable. Manipulatable. Mm. There's probably a better word for that. Uh, cry wise, and they didn't. They didn't use any of the easy tricks. Like a like your what you said about the movie The Holdovers, where Paul Giamatti does a character flip and he goes from being a dickhead to being a good guy. Yeah. That'll get you. That's a big one. Animals usually gets me feeling something if I'm gonna feel. That's an easy one. Yeah, when the asshole character reveals they have a heart of gold. Yes. That's big. Mm. We did holdovers already, but I did watch that last night and I loved it. I Very thought it was strong. I thought it was awesome. It's a delightful, heartwarming holiday picture. Yes. It's a little out of season now. I feel I hate watching a Christmas thing right after Christmas, but I know, it's kinda of fucked up. Either way, I would say that's now free on Peacock. Yes. And Saltburn is free on Amazon Prime. Ferrari and uh, Ironclaw are still in theaters, so go out for those. Expendables 4, skip it. Dream yeah. Scenario we also covered, but I watched that too and I loved it. I thought it was great. 
Nicolas Cage, like full adaptation mode. I had a lot of fun with this one. Mm. That one's not free yet either, I think, but I bought it on iTunes, worth a buy yes, or a rent. Yeah, the movies, it was a pretty good year for movies. Yeah, it like came out strong. Yeah. I came up with an easy top 10. I could easily slide three, four, five more movies in. Mm. So, and we got the new Dave Chappelle special to watch oh, tonight. Man. When, when Lucy gets home, we're going to, I think, order Chinese food and watch the new Dave Chappelle, which I'm excited about. Oh, man. You know, you should have a bunch of cigarettes while doing it. He smokes so <laughs> many cigarettes. <laughs> I've never seen anybody in my life smoke cigarettes like this man. Oh, man. Is I, there um, any other kind? I mean, it's weird that they wait all year to release all the good stuff, like at the end for the Oscar stuff. Yeah. They should. I wish they would fix that, but they never will. I'm wondering, like, I imagine yeah. Ferrari will win technical awards. Iron Claw will probably get a bunch of nominations, if win I had to nothing. guess. It'll win nothing. And it'll nothing. win nothing, right. Yeah. And then the, the Indian woman from Killers of the Flower Moon will win six awards and never <sighs> be seen again. I did hear that uh, Zac Efron puts in Oscar-worthy work. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would, yeah. Okay. He won't get, he won't win. That if he be, gets nominated, I'll be surprised. That would be hilarious if he won, just so we could see on the in the trailer for some like absolute piece of shit in four years, we could see <laughs> Academy Award winner Zach Efron. Yeah. That awkward moment too <laughs> from Academy Award winning actor Zach Efron comes. The movie. Um, is that enough? I feel I like I am like up my own ass with how much I enjoyed everything this week. You're a movie lover. I know. I'm a, I am a movie guy again. The whole, like, m- guy in the Muppet balcony complaining about everything may be dead at the end of 2023. I may wow. go into 2024, Mr. Positivity. Fuck. I'm still up there in the rafters. Just going, I'm huh. working a bar. You're going, huh, this movie isn't real. Yeah. It's a fake movie. A lot of fake, I hated it. A lot of fake movies coming out. Get, get, get ready for me to hate some more stuff. It's not going to be good forever. Yeah, we're entering January, which is famous... As the month where they dump all the shittiest movies that they just need to, like, get rid of tax credit-wise. Oh, yeah. Just putting them on the shelf just to save money. Yeah. Um, where can the fans find you, Scotty? I mean, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Follow the show on Instagram at Enough the Podcast. We're on Twitter at Podcast Enough. Why don't you follow the South Shore Boys on Instagram? Follow on YouTube... The sketches, podcast, whole deal. And where can the fans find you this week? Um, on the Twitter for Benefix, at Benefix on Twitter. Okay, good. B-E-N-F-I-C-T. Benefict. I mean, and um, you can find me on the dark, dark web looking... Ooh. For uh, underage Logan? child videos. Okay. Well, I hope you don't find those. <laughs> and fans, we hope you... Scrape those hard drives. We hope you had a goo. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Wow. We'll see you next year. I'm one of those guys. Happy Logan, New Year. See you next year. Hey, how about that, huh? Even though uh, it's tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Have a good one. I was just joking about those videos, but if you are, <laughs> are someone who's also interested, let me know. No doubt. But I'm, I'm joking. Because that's not funny. funny. That's not even something to joke about. I don't think that's very funny. My new thing for 2024 is I'm going to be clean in every episode. No more cancelable, inappropriate jokes. Wow. 
and I'm going to finally let the dead rest in terms of Will Smith and his homosexual acts. I'm going to stop bringing that up, I promise. Okay, this all sounds real and something that will happen. I'm also not going to talk about Bruce Willis anymore or his dementia. Wow. Retiring it. I promise. Every episode is going to be six minutes long moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, you got me. That's a good one. Let's go out on a high note. Have a happy Folks. new year, everybody. Have a go. Bye. Yeah, now we're here in the basement. All right, see ya.